0: Come on, he's worthy. Lift your voice up. Our God is lifted up with the shouts of praise. God, we magnify you. Hallelujah. Somebody shout glory. glory. Amen. Give somebody a knuckle bump. Tell them I'm not ashamed. Amen. You can be seated. Isn't God good? Isn't God good? I mean, how many of you are just enjoying summer? You know, it's on now, ain't it? Man, it's just been beautiful, and it's nice, and, and uh, uh, you don't have to get too nervous. We'll probably get out of here on time tonight and everything. going to have ice cream out there. The ice cream's special today. Okay, it's special today, because it's birthday ice cream. So, to so, so, so everybody who's been saying stuff and writing stuff, thank you very much, and I'm going to pay for the ice cream tonight. That's all. It's all free to you here, tonight only. Which by the way, if this is your first time here, there's a special spot. It says first time visitors. And you can go, you, you, it's a different line altogether. You can just walk up there, and they, they'll make everybody else wait and give you yours. And you want to take advantage of that if this is your first time. Because tomorrow, they don't fit you no more. Okay, you get that, that's a one, look at somebody tell them that's a one time deal. Yeah, don't you miss that tomorrow. They'll have you serving that stuff But today today you get it right to the front of the line. Amen Well, hey, if you're here tonight and you don't own a bible Hold your hand up our ushers will bring one to you. It's our gift to you we want to make sure everybody has a copy of the word of God Guys get in the word every single day You don't know when life's gonna happen Hello Hello you know, you, you don't know when the, when the cart's going sideways. And let me tell you what's going to keep you, you know, walking in victory. is going to be the Word of God that you have planted in your heart. Okay? Uh, I, I don't really care what Grandma said. It could have been really neat. But what God says brings life. Okay? What God says, God's Word. Uh, Proverbs 4 says, My son, hearken unto my words, let them not depart from thine eyes, for they are life to those that find them, health and healing to all their flesh and and it's it's real, is it not real, dude, it's real, huh? When you need it, it's real, and there's something about the about the power of God. you know what's what's amazing to me is that, okay, this is just Saturday night. can we just kind of flow a little bit, you know just not be too you know edgy because you know' summer night, yeah, yeah and uh, it's just us, you know we're in the locker room, and uh uh, and I, I just want to say, it's, 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 it's odd to me that uh, you and I have had access to the life-changing power of the Word of God so free to each of us. It's odd to me how many believers never tap into that. You know, um, life's going to happen to everybody. Okay, I think the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust alike. I think the Bible says that in this world, there's going to be tribulation, but you can be of good cheer for I've overcome. You know, you're going to, you're going to deal with situations and hardships and, and you're going to deal with life. And, uh, uh, you, you know, you know, this week and we, we love, you know, Fredo's like one of our kids and Nicole and, and, and we, we love these guys and, and, uh, you know, and they, they've encountered, man, that shaking moment, you know, and, uh. Uh, with with the loss of their child Lenore, and uh, you know their baby was born into heaven. And I got to tell you something that that sounds cool, but uh, to be where they're sitting, it's not. You know, uh, it's a little more difficult to deal with. But what's crazy is, is, and I'm so proud of you guys. So proud of you. Yeah. Serious. Love you guys. Champions. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy is is that they have to keep digging wells and reaching, sinking their bucket down to bring encouragement to to people that, that come to them. You know, and I mean, that's cool, because, you know, I, I was sharing with him, uh, uh, oh, and by, by the way, you know, Friday, uh, you know, this coming Friday, we're going to have a service for Lenore here, and if you'd like to attend that, it's be at 11, we'll have a viewing from 9 to 10.30, and then the service at 11. Uh, but but I, I, was, uh, uh, I was just sharing with him that, you know, there are moments, you know, here, here's the reality, is that a lot of people want to think that grace is like a blanket that you cover your sin up with. But grace is an empowering agent that enables you to do what God says you can do. It, 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 it gives you something that, that, that it's just empowers you to do what you could have never done with, without that grace activated in your life. And, and, you know, sometimes when you're in a situation, you're in a circumstance and it's like them, they they're, they're receiving the grace from God. You, your grace is sufficient for me. You know, God, God, he's just filling them with, with this power to, to walk through this thing, you know, and, and when the fire kindles upon you, you, you will not be burned. And when, when the floods rise up against you, it'll, it'll not overtake you. And they're walking through it, but the people around them, you know, they're not necessarily, they don't have that grace because they're not the ones walking through it. But you and I, and, and I just want to take this moment and I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm sure that they're okay with it, <laughs> but I, I just want to take this moment and, and encourage you to, uh, you, you know what? I think sometimes we think, uh, well, if I'm going to be Christian, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to offer pity. No, offer power. Offer power. Man, I'm going to tell you something. When, when, when you just got hit by something hard, you don't need any more pity. because you, I can produce enough pity on my own. But I need people standing around me who have the power of God in their life that say, you know what? You're going to make it. Let's walk together. Here we go. And I'm proud of you guys because you got it together. You got it together. Yeah, go ahead and give God a hand. Thank him because he is their strength. Amen. I, I, I want you to open your Bible and uh, go to 1 Kings, and, and the deal is is that tonight I'm going to kind of wrap up the, uh, you know, I'm going to quit making the guys carry the chairs out here, because you know what I do is I start stuff, and then I just take off, and you know, a lot of people do series, and they last for about three weeks, and we started like three months ago, and, and, and they keep bringing the chairs out, and, and it's like, this, this is cool, because to me, in, in my opinion, everything fits, no matter what I talk about, it's going to fit, but tonight, we're just going to kind of wrap up this three-chair thing, because I think the rest of the summer, we're, we're going to be uh, diving into the miraculous, and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to tap into uh, the, the, the power for miracles in your life, and understanding that that power is active, and it's operating, and it's already going, and a lot of us, we just haven't recognized it, but it's on. Uh, but tonight, as we wrap this up, just, just always, always picture in your mind from now on three chairs behind me, whether they're there or not. Okay, and where does this fit? But I, in First Kings chapter 18, Elijah went before the people and said, how long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But the people said nothing. But the people said nothing. And you know, and I kind of felt sorry for him right there because I thought, you know what, I, there have been times that I thought I said something that was really pretty powerful, but the people said nothing. I, you know, I've been there. <laughs> kind of like right now. It's, uh, <laughs> how, long, how long will you waver between two opinions? And see, and that's the problem that a lot of us need to address in our life is that we vacillate between the, the, the lifestyle of a, of a full-hearted servant of God and a compromised church attender. We vacillate. We go back and forth. We want to be sold out, committed to God. We want it bad. But, but we're tempted and we're trained to live a life of compromise. To, hold on, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to see what everybody else says first. Well, see, that is the mindset of a second chair believer, is it's opinions that rule our life. We want to make sure, you know, uh, the Bible says that there's safety in a multitude of counsel, and, and I'm not going to spend a ton of time here tonight because uh, uh, I'm, I actually have a plan but, uh, and a purpose, but I, I just want to say this to you. The Bible says that there's safety in a multitude of counsel. But there is a big difference between godly counsel and the opinion of your friends. And the people say, said nothing. Okay, And a lot of us, we, we, we are open to opinions, but we're, we're not real sharp when it comes to seeking counsel. Because a lot of us think that we've sought counsel when we've gotten the opinion of several of our friends. When we get the opinion of someone who, the, the, even that we look up to, yeah, but is it an opinion or is it counsel? You know, Psalms thirty-three says that the counsel of the Lord stands forever, which means it don't change, it doesn't waver, it can't be shaken, it is, it, it's not going to cave in. But the opinion of my acquaintance changes daily. How long? Are we going to allow ourselves to, to have a life that's dictated by opinions? Man, no. I need to live a life that is driven by conviction. That is, that is that I mean, on, set on fire with the purposes of God. That I am, I, I am sold out 100%. Because if you walk with Jesus long enough, let me tell you what's going to happen miracles. I said, miracles. If you walk with God long enough, you know, uh, there's miracles going on all the time. But a lot of times, because we've been so distracted by the opinions of others, we think we, 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 our thoughts are off somewhere else and God's doing great things. I'm telling you that God's at work in your life right now. I said, God's at work in your life right now. When David said, I look behind me and you were there, he's implying that when he was there, he didn't recognize God then. But I look back now and I recognize you were at work. And every single one of us has to be willing to testify to the truth of that reality, that there were situations that in the middle of it, I couldn't see God at all. But I look back, and you're there. And I'm telling you that if we could train ourselves, get our eye open, our ear open, and, and, and be alert, that we'd recognize God on a daily basis at work in every situation of our life. That he is not a God that will leave you or forsake you or wander off without you. That even when, man, I'm telling you what, even when you're trying to do it your own way, the love of God and the power of God is hunting you down and getting you back on track. You know, there's something that distracts God. There's there's something that distracts God. Lost things. You know, Remember Matthew when he's, and all those stories about, you know, they got the lost coin and, 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 and the lost sheep, and, and, and you know, it, it, lost things distract God. And when you wander off, let, let me just tell you something uh, He's going to come get you. Some of you need to relax a little bit about some of your friends and family members that are wandering away from God. What you need to do is, is trust God and obey God, and hear God, but you kind of need to stop trying to be God. Huh? You know, this will be a shock to some of you, but there have been moments in my life when I was going to do my thing, and I knew it wasn't godly. I'll let you catch your breath. I know. That's shocking. At those moments, I didn't need anybody to tell me I was running from God. I was already out of breath. I knew. You know, I, I didn't need anybody pointing out the you know the, the obvious. I what you know what really helped me were people that were in the background that knew that you know what? There's a purpose for his life. He, he, he can outrun God. You know what? His, the seed's been sown. God's word will not return void without accomplishing the very purpose for which it was sent forth to accomplish. You, you know, and sometimes what we need to do is just believe God. We need to actually believe God and, and not try to take over for him. And, and that's totally off my message. But... The deal is, is that you and I, God is at work, but we need to, we need to, we need to open up our eyes and see it because I think that if you could see it in action, the excitement level would bump up a couple. You, you could ratchet some stuff up in your world, huh? You could, you could ratchet some stuff up because I'm telling you, anybody who's walking with God, it won't be long till you begin to see the miraculous. Because he can't help it. He can't keep himself from doing it. It's who he is. It's, it's who he is. I mean, he's just, he is a miracle working God. And, you know, it, he, he's not going to get involved in your situation and then all of a sudden chill. He, no, he's at work. He's at work, and and God's going to lead you to places where you can see it, where you can participate, where you can recognize. He's been using you all along. Look at somebody close and say, God's been using you all along. Go to John chapter 6 with me. and We're going to just read through a bunch of verses here. And Jesus crossed the Sea of Galilee, and a great crowd of people followed him because, well, they were seeing signs, and he had been healing the sick, and He went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. Down about verse 5, it says, when Jesus looked up, he saw a great crowd coming toward him. And he says to Philip, uh, where are we going to buy lunch? And Philip, you you know, know, uh, why he asked Philip is because where they were, Philip grew up about two miles from here. So if anybody knows where we can get it, it'll be Philip. But you know, he's, he's not planning. It says that he knows what he's going to do. He's just he's just messing with Phil. I love Jesus. He's just messing with Phil. And Philip responds. You don't notice it really. Uh, see what verse is that? Look at six. He uh, he asked us just to test him. He already knew what he's going to do. Look at verse seven. Uh, Philip answered him, and you don't really notice it in here, but I I want to point it out. He said, it would take more than a half year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. And, and, you know, the way we read the Bible, go ahead and go back to 7, and uh, just leave it there for a minute. Uh, It would take, you know, the way we read the Bible, I think a lot of people uh, read the Bible wrong. Because Philip answered him, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. That's not, that, okay, I get that that's how it's written, but you need to read it radically different. You need to get the tood that he had when he said what he said, because Philip says, are you crazy? It would take a half year's wages, and not everybody would even get a bite, and he's almost rebuking Jesus. It's almost like when God speaks to you to do something and you hear that voice in your head go, are you nuts? Huh? Come on, I know I'm talking to you now. You want me to do what? There ain't no way this will work out. I've lived here way too long. I've been in this situation before. I'm not an idiot. I know what's going on. Jesus is just messing with Phil." And he's just teaching the disciples, you know, hey, watch what happens when you walk with me. This is going to be crazy. Look look at the next verse. Uh, In verse 8, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, speaks up in verse 9. Hey, I got a little boy over here who gave us his lunch. (laughs) Got a boy who gave us his lunch. He's got five loaves and two fishes. We got 5,000 men and women and children. Okay, you know the Bible, right? You know what he's going to do. You know cuz he's going to like feed everybody and which by the way, I love I love how I love how Jesus prays. You know because he says it says it says in there and and you know just trust me, go read it later, but just trust me. Jesus just takes the bread and he, and he gave thanks. Get this. You got these guys freaking out. Cuz we got all these people here and Jesus is implying we're going to minister to all of them. We're going to give them lunch. You guys, you guys can be the waiters. You, you, you're going to serve lunch to all of them. And you know what? This is 20,000 people sitting out here. This is like 50% of the population that's within two or three miles of where they're sitting down. We're talking about a crowd. And, and we got a little boy's lunch and you know what's weird to me is that you know the story at the end. They, they gather up 12 baskets. At the end, they have more than they had when they started. And, and they gather up 12 baskets, and, and, and it's like one for each disciple who was, who was operating in unbelief, just so they never, ever forget this. Well, where's the little boy? You know, where's his basket? And there is a chance, and you know, and I just want to have a little fun with this tonight, but there, there's a chance that little guy and think about it you know what, what picture comes up in your mind when you read about a little boy everybody's out there we got all, got thousands of people you got Jesus and the disciples and you got one little boy that packed a lunch you know in my head i see a little chubby red headed kid you know that doesn't go anywhere without food and, and you got a disciple who, 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 because he's walking with Jesus and he's got some, he thinks he's got authority or something, he's probably lording it over the kid, and he probably stole the kid's lunch. He probably manipulated it. You know how church people are. He probably manipulated it out of his hand. He probably, you know, shoot, he gave it and he didn't even know he was giving it yet. And, uh, you, you know, me and the boys, we have this thing, we, we have this thing, hey, do you have like, what's the largest bill you got in your, you, money-wise, you got on you right now? Craig, look. I hope it's a big one. It's my birthday. Um, what do you got? You don't have any? No, I, I don't want your card unless you're going to give me your numbers. Uh, Kurt, you got money on you? Man, see how Christians are going to church. Leave the money here because you know they're going to want it. What do you got? Thank you, Jesus. Take my pick? Are, are they all the same? I don't, I don't want to take them all. I just want to take them okay. so Now, you gave this to me, right? So here's the deal. Here's what we do. Is Later, he'll say, hey, can I get that? And I say, what? Is it 50 bucks? And I'm going to say, well, did you give it to me? And he goes, yeah, well, then it's mine. Well, I no, I, I didn't give it to you. Well, if you didn't give it to me, then I probably don't have it. Because, you know, if you gave it to me, it's mine. If you didn't give it to me, what are we talking about? And, you know, this is, this is what you learn growing up in church, right? And you learn how to get stuff from people and they didn't even know they gave it. And, and, and I'm pretty certain that that's what happened with a little boy and his lunch because you don't hear about him ever again. And he's just, he's just wandered off. I'm telling you, if he came there with the lunch, he went home to get a new one. Okay? And, and, and he probably is at home upset because somebody's eating his lunch. And he might not know that somebody includes 20,000 individuals. You know, I don't know if he wandered off or not, but I know this much. That if he, if he missed it, then he just thinks somebody is eating my lunch. And there's people in here tonight... That's what's in your head. Somebody is eating my lunch. But you're missing the miracles that are impacting thousands. You're thinking, man, you know, I mean, just think about this for just a minute. You know, next weekend, seven to 10,000 people are going to come through the park. And you invested in it. You did. You. See it. That God is performing a miracle with what you did. What would he do if you actually realized you're working with him? What could you see if you recognize that God has taken sometimes what's so little in your hand, and he's making it so much? Man, I hope that little boy hung around, I, but, but I think if he had of we'd be reading a lot of stories because I think he would have had a revelation that man, anything I put into those dudes' hands is going to blow up. But see, why are some of us so tight with our life, so tight with our time, so tight with our wh- hello, somebody? So we're so tight with our resource, so tight with what we got. No, that's mine. That's mine. That's mine. Because you you, you vacillate between two opinions. Can you handle five more minutes? I ask the people that I know will say yes. (laughs) Because I know they'll say yes, and I'm in a good mood. 50. Aren't you glad you didn't have a $100 bill in your wallet? (laughs) Because, did you give it to me or not? (laughs) You know, yeah, but, you know, Jesus, man. He's promised you that he's going to do great things in your life. He's promised you that he's going to do amazing things in your world. Rejoice and be glad for the Lord will do amazing things. It's in the book. No word from God will ever fail no word from god will ever fail but no word from god the only word of god that will work is the word that you work with because miracles don't happen without your involvement somebody has to be willing to offer up a lunch somebody has to be willing to say okay god i'm all in I'm going to trust you. I'm going to give you. You, you know, I, lo- I love the miracle where Jesus turned the water into wine. And Mary, you know, uh, we talked about it Wednesday night. But, but Mary, she, she just made this statement, they're out of wine. And Jesus is like, oh, dang it. You know, it's his mother telling him what to do again. You know, it, Mary makes a statement to the disciples. Just do whatever you He says, just do whatever he says. What if you and I could wrap our heart around that? Just do whatever he says. Just do what he's not asking you for too much. The will of God is not too hard for you. The will of God is not too far that you can't reach it. The will of God is right in your face. You already know what you ought to do. Man, you don't have to pray about should you show up uh, you know, to, at the day of hope. You ain't got to pray about it. You don't have to pray about whether or not you should forgive the guy that's offended you at work. You don't need to pray about whether you should help the guy that's living right next door to you. When it's in the power of your hand to do good, do it. It's sin not to. How long halt we between two opinions, that God's working in us, that he's going to do the miraculous, that that he's going to perform great and mighty wonders, that that he cares about the people outside of this building? Listen, this is the locker room. I really, you know, I can't picture the disciples all getting together with Jesus, going to a solitary place and slaying each other in the spirit. I just don't see that. I don't see where they get together and just lift each other up and pray for one another and perform miracles and and, and stretch legs and open each other's blind eyes. No, the the power that God has for them is for the people that they're going to go out and minister to. You know the stories. He's going to raise them up and power them and send them out, and they're going to get back together and celebrate the great things that God's done. I'm telling you that if you get your eyes open, that God will use you this week, and He'll open up doors of opportunity for you. And if you'll just do whatever He says... But you're going to have to get off that chair of compromise. You're going to have to quit vacillating and worrying about the opinion of others. You're going to have to understand that, you know what? The counsel of God is what I'm going to live my life by. I'm going to take the Word of God, and I'm going to to let God's Word be a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path, and and, and I'm going to let God direct me and, and the things He tells me to do. You know, all He told the disciples was, See those pots? Yeah, put water in them. Well, surely you could do that. Surely you could put water in somebody's pot. Man, it's too easy. It's too easy. Some, some of the easiest things that, God, that, that you've ever done, God will empower it. But you have, you have to be wanting to see God change the life of another You know, when we, when we launch into this thing, we get to talking about the miraculous and, and operating in the power of miracles. I'm going to tell you something. You know, we've seen a lot in our life. God's been so good to us. But if you'd open up, and I don't say this, I can only talk about my experience. I'm sure that a bunch of you have lots. I remember leaving Heppner, Oregon one time, which I thought was, that was definitely God. <laughs> leaving Heppner. You know what I'm saying? Can you hear me? <laughs> and I remember leaving Hepner one day, and, 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 and uh, just something, just something, and, man, and I had to be in Davenport that night. I, I'd preach in Hepner in the morning, and I was going to Davenport that night, and I'm leaving town, and I couldn't wait to get out of there, because man, let me tell you what's happening in Hepner. Nothing. And, and uh, uh, let me tell you what's happening in Davenport. Nothing. But I didn't know that at the time. I just thought Davenport is bigger, Davenport, three syllables too. It's got to be better. And so, you know, getting out of town, got out of town just a couple of miles, and it's like God said, you're not done yet. Go back. And I'm like, I don't have time to go back. Have you ever argued with God? You always lose. You know, and so pretty soon I just turned the car around and went back, and it, and it was just heavy, man. It was heavy, and, and uh, I don't know how else to explain it because it wasn't like an audible voice, but I just knew I'm not done, and I turned the car around, and I go back, and I pull up in front of the church, and I get out, and there's this guy walking down the steps, and, and he said, I thought you left, and I said, I did too, but apparently God's not done with you yet because he made me turn around and come back here, and one thing about people in Hepner. No, there are no softies in Hepner. Cowboys, loggers, dude, we're talking men. And this was a man on those steps that began to cry. And he said, I sat in the meeting this morning. I came, I haven't been to church in years, and I came this morning and I told God on my way here that you're going to speak to me directly, but I'm going home and I'm killing myself. And he said, and I sat here and waited and not one person, come up and even talk to me, but then you are back telling me that God's not done with me, I'm going to tell you, if you just do whatever he says, you have no idea what he's going to do, but you just got to be willing to do whatever he says, you kind of got to get over yourself, you kind of got to get out of that chair of of opinion, you know, because let, let me tell you everybody's opinion. Well, you don't have time to go back. You can't go back. You can't turn around now. It doesn't make any sense to so go back. There's no reason why you should go back. And those, that was just my own opinion. If I had two or three other people in the car, trust me, we would have never gone back. If you listen to the opinions of others, you're going to suffer for years. You hear me? If you listen to the opinion of others, you're going to suffer a long time. You don't have to. Because you have the Word of God. You know, there's a process. But let me tell you something. You're walking in victory already. If you you listen to the opinion of others, the thing that you've gone through, you're going to let it define you. But I'm going to tell you something, that according to God's word, your experience, the the circumstance, doesn't define you. I don't care if you've been divorced seven times. That's not going to define you. I don't care if you've gone bankrupt over and over again. That's not going to define you. You're going to let the word of God define you. Don't you dare listen to the opinion of man. Man. You need the counsel of God, and he's going to do great things in your life. You need to rejoice and be glad, for the Lord will do great things. Amen? Come on, give him one more shout, one more praise. God, we magnify you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes, and we're just going to pray together. Father, I thank you. Thank you that you are at work every day, every moment that you are causing all things to work together for our good. Even what the enemy is intended for evil, you're turning it and making it right for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We want to work with you. So God, help us. Help us be people of conviction, not opinion. While every head is bowed and every eye is closed, we're going to pray one more prayer together. If you're here tonight and, and you know that, you know what, it's time for me to make my relationship with God, to make it real, to make it real. If that's you, as we all pray this prayer together, I want you to make it your prayer. I, I, I want you to pray it with us, but just, I mean, just get absolutely real with it. And if that's you tonight, without anybody looking around, it won't have you stand, won't call you out. But if, if you're here and you say, you know what, Tom, I'm making this prayer mine, this is going to be a life-changing moment for me because I'm dedicating my life to Jesus Christ starting right now. I'm never going to be the same again. And if that's you, I just want you to hold your hand up so I can agree with you in prayer. Just say, that's going to be me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's awesome. Thank you. You can put them down again. Anybody else? It's awesome. I want everybody in here to pray this. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I know I need your love. I know I need your acceptance. I know I need your forgiveness come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, give God one more big praise.